What is up, everybody? Welcome to the A Wrinkle in Time spoiler cast here at the Geekiverse. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Amanda. Greetings. Amanda, we haven't podcasted in a while. A very long time. I think it's nice. Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to say, I think it was Pirates. It was a while. We might have done a walk-in carpet after, because we did it with a yes. special guest. Yes. But... Like, this is good. You're making improvements because you're sitting next to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up the ladder. <laughs> yes. Not a ladder most people want to be on. <laughs> In front of me, Jamie Leroy. Hello. So we just got out of the showing for hey. A Wrinkle in Time. I, we, I had to get the elephant out of the room with talking about Amanda not sitting next to me in the theater. That was, that was difficult. I'm sorry. But I... I need fair, room no for was, all my feelings. You definitely did. <laughs> um, so Thursday night, this is when we're recording this podcast. You'll hear it Friday or after, but at the earliest Friday. Um, Jamie brought up kind of a funny point. This this day in Geekiverse history, we have a little bit of history now. Ooh. So pre-Amanda, actually. But, sorry. But Doesn't it, matter. This is, like, this is like a year anniversary for Amanda, so that's good. Yeah. Basically a year. Um. Jamie mentioned we hosted the screening for Rooster Teeth's laser team. Laser time. Laser, lazy phaser beam. Fraser theme. Fraser's theme. It was a good movie. Toss salad and <laughs> scrambled eggs. <laughs> Gotta love it. So that was a good time. Uh, we two years ago. That. It was two years ago. Jeez. Wow, you guys are well, old. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, we were a year old. Oh my gosh. Math is hard. Oh. So that was a good time. Uh, out this week, speaking of movies, oh my gosh, one of my favorites of last year, Thor Ragnarok. Oh that yeah. is out on Blu-ray. Did you see this, Amanda? I did. Okay. So good. Mm. I know it's not traditional Thor, but it was funny as hell. Okay, so... I enjoyed it much more than the previous Thor movies, probably because I'm a comedy person. I am typically a comedy person as well. Uh, I've learned a lot from the extras on this Blu-ray. I usually <laughs> don't watch a lot of them, but... Chris Hemsworth basically went to Marvel and was like, this next movie has to be fun. Well, because Dark World kind of is terrible. Yeah. So he's like, we need a new director. I'm like, those are bold words. And uh, they got Taika Waititi, who is absolutely hilarious. So funny. He opens up the Blu-ray, basically, and he's like, hi, I'm Taika Waititi. Many people ask me why I got into filming. <laughs> That's very good, actually. <laughs> wow, yeah. I told my friend rich this today like my favorite accent ever is new zealand so accent. is mine I, it's always like it's the best f- it's perfect for comedy it really is it's so funny like without Clement, even meaning to be play to the concords so he's like reese darby i got into filming to pursue dreams not my dreams but other people's dreams he goes really it's to make me mom and dad happy <laughs> and he goes are you happy now mom and dad and they would be like Oh, why couldn't you be J.J. Abrams? At least J.J. got Star Wars. We should have named you J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> and then he closes and he goes, Thor Ragnarok is about Thor and Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> and my he gosh. could say anything, and I would think it's the funniest thing in the world. A lot like one of the people that was in this movie. But I digress. Uh, box office, we're going to get to in just a second. What were the first impressions for you guys. You guys have a little more experience with this uh, this novel than I do, which we'll get into, but 
first thought, what did you think? Did you like it? Did you love it? What? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I did like it. I don't know. It was exciting. It was um, like a sci-fi kind of thing. Trip. A trip. <laughs> definitely a trip. I thought it was relatively easy to follow. When I was worried about that, the going story in. is very simple. Yeah. So I and I, I loved it. Like <laughs> I, my husband, he was like, I liked it, and I actually like took personal offense that he didn't <laughs> love it as much as I did. Oh, um, that's why he's not here right now. That's why he he got sent home. <laughs> <laughs> You're going home. I'm not going to deal with this crap. Adam. Think about what you just said. <laughs> no, we love you, Adam. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No. It gets better. But yeah, no, it won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but initial reactions, I so you loved, loved it. it. I thought it was almost perfect, almost. Almost. So almost you're gonna perfect. you're gonna be writing the official review for this. Uh, I, I'm sure you're the same way. I usually can score a film in my head, but when I go to write it, it it's some sometimes it's different. Sometimes I'm only like a quarter point off here or there. Yeah, usually I try to keep it. Try try to stay very neutral in yeah. writing the review where I'll have like it's, my personal score so and then the official Geekiverse score. It's I'm gonna so try my darndest. It's okay to to let that that passion go. I always I always tell okay. our writers <laughs> uh, You gave her the crazy eyes. <laughs> okay. I, what have I done? Uh, if if you can defend it, give it the score you want. Okay. So go for it. Um I uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm kind of in Jamie's camp. Don't don't hurt me, please. Uh, I didn't I didn't <laughs> it's love okay. it. Okay, <laughs> I'm already over it. It's fine. She's not married to either of us. Yeah, so I don't it's care fine. about either of you. No. <laughs> okay, so we can stay. <laughs> so I uh, I thought overall I liked uh, the pacing. I didn't feel like it was too long. I was worried about that going in. I liked the cast. I thought it was a very nice. Um, Diverse cast in the sense that there were a lot of well-knowns, a lot of really big-name celebrities, and some moderate celebrities as well. So it, it got all over the place. Um, I just uh, I enjoyed it. It was it. It was it, to me also. It was something that was fresh, and it was something really that's disconnected. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a sequel. It wasn't um, wasn't really like a copy of something else that was. It, it's not like terribly comparable to a lot of other films. In other words. Right. Uh, so it felt unique, and I appreciated that. In, a, in an age where, obviously, it's all about money, but you you know most studios play it safe with sequels. So uh, I, I I liked it. But uh, IMDb, we're going to talk about a little bit of the early reactions here. It's not doing terribly terribly well. It's it's early, like I said. Um, it only 575 ratings. It's average three out of ten. Now that is not a good indicator at all of uh, a movie's path, I guess. Because there's no in-between for, for fans, usually. Yeah. Non-critics will say. It's either they're giving it a 10 or they're giving it a 2, something something like that. So I think that's always important to take with a grain of salt. The other thing is Rotten Tomatoes is sometimes a better indicator, but really not always. Because you look at a lot of the DC movies that are all over the board. Um, I mean, even like Last Jedi, that was all over the board. 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. I Like I said... I don't think that that's anywhere close to, to what we saw for the quality of this film. Uh, in terms of box office projections, we're only one night in, but Disney is projecting a $35 million opening, which is pretty good. However, their their average opening is 
Um, it's been bumped up by some of the recent Marvel films. Uh, 61 million. If we're comparing it to other Disney movies that are not animated, not Marvel, not Star Wars, here's how it stands. Oz the Great and Powerful, which I kind of like that movie. I kind of like that movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I, I blocked that out. <laughs> Someone brought it up today to me because they brought up Wizard of Oz and then they were like, did you ever see that other Oz movie that like came out recently? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, that one opened to $79 million. Uh, Maleficent <laughs> opened up to $69 million. It was, I think, one of the first movie reviews I ever did for us. And Cinderella was at $67 million. So... And then it ranges down. If you look at Tomorrowland, that was $33 million. I did not see that. And then The Lone Ranger, which was $29 million. I did not see that either. <laughs> I saw Tomorrowland. I thought it was good. I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did not. I don't know. Was it, was that last year? No, it was a year no, before. No, it, it was a while ago. ago. I was I was working down at Disney World, and that was five was years really? ago. Yes. Oh, geez. For some reason, I thought that was about like two years ago. Well, either way, um, you can kind of get a, a sense of where it's at. And if it picks up steam critically, it'll it'll do a little bit well not that disney's hurting for money at all but uh we got the first impressions out of the way you guys are the experts on this the movie versus the book i've always been one person to say it's not really comparable they're so different in terms of mediums and oh you know most people will say they like the book better that's fine that's their opinion my opinion is typically one that we've all got our imagination for what the book should be. And basically the director, the writing team, the producer, they're the ones who get to put their vision of what the book should be onto the screen. So they're lucky in that sense, but it's not going to line up with everyone else's. So a lot of people take offense to it. So what did you guys think in terms of book versus movie? What was added? What was different? Amanda, you wrote an article that kind of chronicled, it touched on that a bit um, in terms of differences. What did you think? Throw it at us. Uh, there were some differences. Um, it wasn't like horribly different, Mm -hmm. but there were little things that I noticed here and there. One of my favorite characters, I wrote an article about my top five favorite characters in the book before the movie came out. And one of my favorites was Aunt Beast, who was mentioned. (laughs) Yeah. They did a little nod to the book. Well, the happy medium did. It was interesting, but, um, other than that, they're also, um, who is it? Sandy and Dennis did yeah, not exist. They didn't exist. They're um, Meg's twin brothers. Gotcha. Um, Although I don't feel that they served a they purpose serve in any the purpose book. Other than kind of showing that like they Meg were was the normal. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote. They weren't like telepathic, psychic like Charles Wallace was. And they weren't kind of like this juvenile delinquent like Meg was. Right. And I love when they said, shut up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it like other than I again, like the same thing with Aunt Beast for me. I read the book when I was in fifth grade. And it was a long time ago. <laughs> and like, like a couple so years. Old. Just a couple years. Um, <laughs> and when I decided to reread the book for the first time, since the first time I read it, when this book came out, um, the most the thing I remembered the most was that one chapter with Aunt Beast in it, like nursing Meg back they to health. They kind of took that entire part the whole out thing, of the movie. Which I kind of understand why. Because like in the book... You know, they're on, how do you say the planet? Kamazots? Kamazots. Whenever I've read it, it's been comatose. <laughs> <laughs> it does so, look like yeah, that. Yeah, so Kamazots. Um, 
you know, when, you know, they he tessers away with Meg and then she gets nursed back to health only to go back. Yeah. It kind of, I loved it because, again, it made the most impact on me at the tender age of 10 or 11. Um, it kind of showed that we are limited the way we think. Yes. And it kind of like, mm-hmm. I thought Meg's conversation with Aunt Beast about you know um you know seeing with your eyes how limiting it is blah 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 um kind of was what led her to be able to defeat the it exactly um and in this it was more of her just you know deciding to stay for charles wallace and fighting for him and mm-hmm. you know i love you charles wallace um so i kind of understand why they cut that whole scene out but it doesn't take away the pain that <laughs> Aunt Beast was literally just mentioned. It doesn't sit well with us. Yeah. yeah, and and no one who didn't read the book is gonna understand what that even meant. No, not at all. And it's like a nice little nod, like, oh, Aunt Beast. And as soon as he said it, I was like, nope, we're not seeing her. Nobody even knows who that is. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's Aunt Beast. Yeah. Okay, so, what does that mean? But I thought other than that, and like little things like the happy medium being a guy uh, instead yeah. of a girl. Which, and you know, Zach Galifianakis did a great job. I actually really liked him. So did I. I did um, not think I was going to like me that Me neither. I was like, it, you're but... not the happy medium. Um, <laughs> but I thought that they did almost like a perfect job at taking the book and what happened in the book and transforming it into the movie. It was almost perfect Agreed. other than keeping out Ant Beast, which again, I understand why they did it, but I wish that they hadn't. <laughs> Agreed. It's basically me being <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> Any, anything Zach Galifianakis says I think is funny. Oh my Even gosh. Even today. He barely has to say anything, and he's just hilarious. He just looks at you. Well, looks at the camera, and it's just so so funny. Yeah, He's just a natural And I actually, at first I didn't like it that they turned the happy medium from a woman into a guy. But then, like, as I'm watching it, and, like, you know, Meg is literally searching the universe for her father. Mm -hmm. She kind of, like, comes to see, like, this father figure. Yeah. You know, as, like, the happy medium and stuff. And And they hug each other. There's really not any other men in the in the book no (laughs) yeah that's literally it he said something in there too that was a little bit telling he was like i think he said we need balance and i thought that that happy medium yeah i thought that that was a really nice way to be (laughs) like such a good pun oh yeah well like and that's like one of the like that's where kind of like the name came from like not only angle even said like that's kind of like what it is like finding like that happy medium Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) anywho (laughs) (laughs) anything else on uh, movie versus book I feel like there's more, but I'll just say it when it comes. Yeah, no, it was it was really well done. For book-to-movie adaptions, it was probably one of the better ones I've seen. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So, Oh, wait. There is one thing. Yeah. So at the end, they reunite. The parents reunite. That never happens in the book. No, I mean, they just kind of like black out, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. They well. leave it up in the air, and you're like, did they get home? Like, did All they right, get they'll... to... I basically teared up. Oh, there was a couple times where I was like, I'm not going to cry. I don't have (laughs) tissues with me. I got a buttery tissue with me and I just, I can't wipe it on my eyes. Yeah. I got goosebumps whenever Oprah was giving like her fortune cookie pep talks. Right. And then I cried every time there was a reunion. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was, geez, they captured that emotion really well. Um, Cast list. uh, Obviously we said uh, quite a, an impressive list of stars here, but we'll we'll actually start off right with Meg, uh, who's played by Storm Reed. Um, I I've, I've never seen her in anything. Uh, I think this is her first thing. I, I think I, she was listed for credits for a few other small things, but I don't think it was consequential. So I think this was really it. This was her her coming out party. Um, she I thought she was fine. Uh, I it she grew on me. At first I was like. Eh. 
I was a little nervous at first. Yeah. Like that first scene of like, you know, the dark and stormy night. I was like, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. And she got awesome. She got way better. She had, she kind of, I guess, grew. And that was the point of the movie a little bit. And yes, that's a huge thing in the book is how much Meg grows. So it's kind of like her transformation story. Mm-hmm. I, I like that of, about her. I thought everything that she touched was nice. I thought it was her relationship uh, with her with her brother, with her dad, even with her mom, like individually. Um, it, it was all, it was really nice how she fed off of everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was important. And that's not always something that you get with these younger leads. So whether it was just a, a good mix of her and direction, I thought it was, it was good. Yeah. She was like the imperfect hero. Yeah. Yes. And I loved that. I think it worked so out. So relatable. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Levi Miller would have been Calvin. And he um, I, I, he was interesting at times. Uh, a little wooden. Uh, a little yeah. bit His British accent came out every so often. Oh, I didn't hear it normally. Yes, every so often he wow. broke into British. He played Peter Pan in the mm, movie Pan. That was just a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was... That's I, a great so, credit to have. I was Peter Pan. Yeah. I read he was born in Australia, actually. Oh, really? Wow. Well, whatever that accent is, <laughs> it came out at one point when he was hungry in the movie. <laughs> He's like, but they've got cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. You don't sound like you're from Hollywood. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you telling me this is fake? <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> uh, so I, there were like one or one or two times, uh, most notably towards the end when he was leaving uh, the house and he kept looking back. I'm like, dude. Just keep going. Like, this is getting creepy. <laughs> Just go. Like, I feel weird. uncomfortable. <laughs> In the like, book. He's a beautiful human being. I think that's the problem. I was like, oh. Like Edward Cullen? In- oh. No. <laughs> it was a joke. In the book, Calvin and Meg actually kiss, and that did not happen. I was fine with that. They were young. So I was okay with that, that too. They did not. Like, I, like they looked yeah. like they were going to go in for it and then they didn't. And I was like, you know what? I Good. Yeah, I thought no. it made it so much more sweet and precious that they hugged. And yes. Not that they're like, you know, You're 14. And also the right. parents kissed. So yes, that's more important. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought like that hug was, was just perfect. Cause you just went through that an adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't no. need that. That. And spoiler alert, up. in the next few books, they do end up getting married and they have a kid. <gasps> spoiler. spoiler. There are four, actually four additional books There's that I four haven't more read. Books. I didn't know that at all. Yes. I know little I really to nothing about to, this. Though. They're really good. They I actually only thought, I only thought, I thought it was originally the time quartet oh. just found out the other day that there's a fifth book it's that makes it a quintet, quintet. so yes i only have the first four. Oh no so my life yeah. feels incomplete so at the moment is a mystery to you then <laughs> there's a wrinkle in your book collection yeah oh, no no uh oprah winfrey as mrs witch so yeah <laughs> sublime witch uh i thought she was okay i <laughs> i love her like, i think she did a good job in this role i liked that they didn't make her talk funny like she talks funny in the books oh my gosh i hate how she talks in the book thank you but i mean how does she talk in the books who are she's, you gotcha. she's really like breathy Very she slow. holds on to consonants for a long time so yeah. she's all about presentation in the book yeah and here it's really annoying <laughs> it was more about i mean presence. she just oh she just looks fabulous yeah, I like the costume the, design. The costume was, was a little crazy, and Oprah always had like a sparkly unibrow. <laughs> I loved it. I kind of thought it was like a, a crown or something, <laughs> sure, but a sure. unibrow could work too. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Uh, Reese Witherspoon as Mrs. What's It. 
I, I liked her too. Oh I knew she was going to be a good Mrs. What's It. See, and I, I didn't it. like her as Mrs. What's no. It. I didn't. I don't know I why. Because, oh. like, I love Mrs. What's It in you the know, book. And I was like, I don't know. You just rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe it was her outright, like, contempt for Meg. Because in the book, she's a lot sweeter to Meg. Yeah, she's sweet to all of them and stuff. And I think she's, like, more understanding in the book. Yeah. Whereas this, she's like, TikTok, we got to save the world. She's like, listen, Meg, I don't think you're good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're Ooh. not good for this job. She's been missing her dad for four years. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> she does not but age at all. No, she doesn't. Oh it's my insane. gosh, she's like, drunk from the fountain of youth. I'm sure <laughs> that Elijah Wood and Patrick Stewart have also found. Yeah. Oh yes, mm-hmm. they Seriously. all went together. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a that's movie I would totally watch. <laughs> we should we should write that. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mindy Kaling is Mrs. Who. I uh, I love Mindy Kaling, but for different reasons like she will always be kelly kapoor from the office to me she is always funny and she's a comedian so i feel like she uh was I, I, she played such a different role in this i like i liked her in a serious role i thought it was she different was, she was beautiful to just like sit and listen to oh my gosh yeah and just like i loved that her quotes were updated a they little bit. They were. Because the quotes in the book, the book was written in the 60s. So they're older quotes. Sure. This did is. She, <laughs> did she quote? Okay, she said, damn. And then she said, Tucker, American. Yeah. Who is this? Is it Chris Tucker? Because that's the that's, first thought that, that came to my mind. Probably. <laughs> Why wouldn't she just say Chris? I was laughing so hard at that. Oh, God. I have wa- <laughs> I always fall asleep to something, whether it's TV or movie, I just do. It, it helps my brain shut off. This whole past week since we learned of the Rush Hour 4 news, it's been Rush Hour 2. So, I... Oh, my gosh. And then Chris Tucker had rediscovered his comedy special on Netflix. <laughs> oh, gosh. He is so funny. And a big chunk of it is his voice. It really <laughs> yeah, is. it really is. Why is his voice so high? Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But uh, I, I really hope that's who Mindy Kaling meant when she said that. So do I. I oh, really man. do. We should find an Easter egg post about it. Yeah. See if that's on there. I uh, <laughs> That would be good. Chris Pine as Mr. Murray. Captain uh, Cook. Dr. <laughs> Murray, excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah. When uh, it was like midway through the movie and she's like, this is my dad. I go, it's Captain Kirk, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a Star Trek fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dad. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read a fan fiction like this once. <laughs> I uh, I've really become a Chris Pine fan, not just since Star Trek rebooted in 2009, but uh, since Wonder Woman, he was just fantastic. He was in. so good in that movie. He, like, bro crush to the extreme. He was really good in this, too. <laughs> he, like, limited dialogue in relation to others, but he had to capture the most wide range of emotions. Mm-hmm. And it was all believable. There's times when he's laughing. There's times when he's giving these precious talks to his his daughter early in the movie. The way he talks to his wife, even though it's brief, like you get a really good. It felt like they were genuinely married to me, um, and you don't get that a lot. And even the uh, towards the end when he he was crying, any any time he was crying, I was like, that is like raw, amazing. Oh my gosh! I'm, yeah. I was trying to like get myself there, and I'm like, how does he find? How does he find that extra gear? I'm not an actor by any means. He he is a master at his craft, though. What did you guys think of Chris? I thought he was fantastic. So good. He made me cry multiple times. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a good way. But. <laughs> Very emotional. 
Yeah. There's those times when people just cry and you like automatically have to cry just because you watch them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like when, when I was going to say Storm, um, <laughs> when Meg is reunited with him and she just says like daddy and you just see like that big teardrop just like drip down her cheek i lost it i was like oh my god (laughs) it was so emotional it was so good and i think that to have storm working with someone like chris who he's a seasoned vet he knows what he's doing i think she was able to feed off of that energy and they were both able to create something really raw and extremely believable to the point where it like brought people to tears i think so too I think uh, I was thinking the same thing. She probably had such a nice pillar in him to, to play off of there. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that. It, th- those are really important scenes to nail. And if they didn't, that changes the entire tone of the film. So that was that was big. Um, all right. We already talked about Zach a little bit. Uh, Michael Pena <laughs> as Red. So Louise from Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man, who that was? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, I was so excited. I'm I, looking at him, I'm like, why are you so, fam- why does your voice sound so familiar to me? I turned to Jamie <laughs> and I was like, Baskin Robbins always knows, bro. <laughs> I love oh my Michael God. Pena. Oh, no, no, he's not so that terrifying anymore, but okay. He's no. so funny. Oh. The man with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. I feel that like creepy. that was a lot different. It was on a beach. They, yeah. they didn't start in like the I don't know. They didn't they go didn't, to like, the building. They walk into the building. And get reported yeah. for being different. Which they also, when they were in the neighborhood with all of the mothers and children, there was no kid that, that accidentally dropped of, their ball. Yeah. yeah. I was like waiting for it. Me and too. And it didn't happen. So I was like, oh, okay. It was like important to show like the order of this planet. Yeah. And how, and how like if you don't fit in, we're going to like reprogram exactly. you. Exactly. Um, they didn't really focus on that too much. Not really. But I mean, there were a lot of like underlying messages. So yeah. it was hard to fit them all in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Derek McCabe was Charles Wallace. He was so good. He was such a creepy little child. Oh right? my gosh, Jamie, yeah. right? Like that like, was like, seriously. It's like he's got a little suit tie on, and well, he, he was creepy. I feel like it fit though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I thought he <laughs> played it so well. He did. There was a lot of dialogue. Seriously, for a little kid, like I think yeah. he's like eight or nine in yeah, real life, is. which is still like this is a huge burden to play, mm. and you're playing like. This really sweet kid at one point, and then, like, this demon-possessed child in the next. I was wondering how they were going to find a kid, because Charles Waltz is, like, four or five in the book. He was six in the movie, and I was wondering how they were going to find a young kid to do that well. He was amazing. Like, I was (laughs) freaked out, like, when he blinked and his eyes were red. I was like, oh, "Oh, man! man." (laughs) Right? It got intense at times, especially when he kind of got overtaken, and when he kind of yanked them. Through the air, and I was like, "Oh boy!" Oh when boy. he was dragging them through, through the that hall, corridor, oh my god, it was, was like, so I was like, this intense, is scary, especially if for kids. I mean, it's a Disney movie, not necessarily for kids, but if kids are watching this, yeah. holy cow! I would have taken kids to this. Though. I would have been I, scared. It's, it's got <laughs> yeah. a good overlying yeah. message, yeah. so it's good, but it does have scary moments. That's which that I mean, dark. that's life. So <laughs> that was in, intense. Um, I was like, "Oh gosh." Right. And he like he just nailed it. He was that commanding, terrifying yeah. little thing. Oh gosh! You know, yelling at his dad and oh. is he adopted in the book? No, he's not. I did and not. And if he is, so. that's not does not come across at all in the book. Because no. like when they were like, "Oh, ready to meet your brother? Am I gonna love him like a real brother?" I was like, "Why are we making him adopted?" Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it. Maybe they're going to make a sequel and he's going to be an alien or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But he, um, in the book, he was just the little brother. Yeah. So I feel like 
this is going to be a weird thing to say, but like maybe because the boy that they cast who was so perfect for this is a different like I race or oh, nationality or whatever. It, it could have been he just However, was, they, they had to have him. They could have just used him. I don't think that anyone no, I would, would not have, have minded. No. I'm not sure anyone would have questioned it really. No. Um, no, but I think this movie was also a lot about like inclusion and stuff. Like yes, you had yeah. this diverse, beautifully diverse cast. You know, you had an interracial couple which, you know, it should not be like this, oh wow, so groundbreaking. But it is right? for whatever reason. <laughs> So I think maybe it's their way of also including kids who are adopted. You know, you're yeah. also, oh, yeah. you do have representation in this story at least. Yeah. Um, which that's, you don't often find stories where kids, especially the heroes, are adopted. And then um. they included things like Veronica, who was not a character in the book, but yeah. she was, uh, she like represented people with insecurities and like Dude, possibly eating disorders. And I loved that whole sequence where they explained what the it was, and that was it's powerful. That was the it most really powerful. I and think. Meg was like, "I hate myself most of the time." It's like I it's, loved all of that's that. That's the it. <laughs> I loved all of that so much, and I wanted to just take that and throw that on on YouTube and be like, "This is what this movie is about right here." And it was so, I don't know, it was it was great to see. Because I think a lot of times um, the, the real message gets lost or it gets misconstrued or really taken too far by, by people. And this was like, no, no, this is okay. It's just, it's not good stuff. It needs to be gone. It's okay. This is the evil in the world. It's little things like that that I get into people's heads. I that list so much on the wall. I probably gonna go off and uh i'm not a tangent but a rant maybe <laughs> here it comes <laughs> that was it for me so that and the the moment late in the movie where um meg and charles are where she's trying to pull charles back and she just kept saying i love you i love you and i felt like that is you know no matter no matter what your viewpoint or your religion i'm a, I'm a christian but um it it was like i, I don't care don't care. I love you. Just it. She kept pushing that and kept pushing that and pushing that, and it, it, it pulled him back. And I thought that that was almost almost as powerful as as seeing the list on the wall, mm-hmm. or seeing everything else that was there. And like myself personally, it I always feel like I. It sounds cheesy to say, but I legitimately want to make people's days better, whether that's being a just a goofball at the bank or like I just I'm, I'm a clown you know it, it is what it is I I think it's super easy or even just giving someone a compliment mm-hmm. like it makes such a big difference uh, anything on social media posting nice things about people it makes such a big difference and I thought that that was so cool to see that her character in the end what is her name Meg no. Storm. Veronica. Oh, Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> I was like, oh. Thinking from Girl Meets World. Yeah. Her name's Riley in Girl Meets World. Um, that was awesome, by the way, because like, seeing the star from Girl Meets World on yeah. in something else for once, even though that was a short-lived series. Anyway. Right. I loved that seeing her at the end was kind of like, okay, all right. Yeah, She's coming cool. around. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're going to be civil to each other. Maybe not. Maybe. But it was a little bit of a healing effect. Anyway, I, I thought that this film did such a good job and I can't emphasize it enough on 
uh, the themes, and I, we're talking about it right now. It's on my list. Good versus bad, light versus dark. Uh, basically, uh, Mrs. Witch said something. Uh, they all said there's certain things and anecdotes uh, about, hey, this is... Uh, oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to butcher the quote. But Mrs. Who said something about with the wounds and the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, the wound is where the light can, can, enter, can you. enter you. There you go. That was like beautiful and awful at the same time but like so true and like everything about this movie was turning bad into good and i uh like how love was the frequency they had to tap into yes that was the variable that everyone needed to figure out what they had to do like man this this needs a critical analysis i gotta tap into (laughs) my notes here Uh, (laughs) so i you know what what are your thoughts on this this overall the overall themes of this movie um, I, I think it makes it kind of timeless and it, it's going to transcend a lot of stuff regardless of how this does commercially or critically. Mm-hmm. I think it it's totally stuff does. people need to see. It does make it timeless because this book was written in 1962 yes. and it's it was translated perfectly to a movie yeah. and yeah, 50 everything... F- six years later yeah so it is it's this timeless thing and i think it's it's both timeless and very poignant for the times we're living in now like what you said with social Mm -hmm. media and you know i think just in the hubbub and rush of everyday life people are just trying to get through their days and just survive instead of just being kind to each other trying to love each other like that's just what everyone wants at the end of the day they want to feel loved um and be appreciated and i think that the themes in this film in particular and in the book as well is very powerful in today's day and age, but proves that no matter what time period you're looking at, no matter what planet you're on or anything, you just want to be loved. Um, And to just see past what you just see on the surface of people, you know, Veronica was, you know, the bully at school. Um, You know, Calvin is the perfect, you know, always Mm -hmm. got the perfect hair and the perfect grades, but his dad is at least verbally abusive you know, and in the book, I think it d- was hinted that his, he lived in an abusive household. Yeah, he had, he like, abused. a ton of siblings and just his parents did not pay attention yeah. to them or something like that. So, um, yeah, I just think it was done beautifully and really took the themes from the book and just ran with it, like, tenfold <laughs> um, and really brought it home. Yeah, I think um, I think regardless of what you feel about the source material or... or if you find an interest or maybe you don't find an interest in this movie, it's, it is worth seeing just alone for that stuff. It was just, man, uh, we need more of that. And it's, it's a little bit of the same way how I looked at uh, Pixar's Coco uh, with some of the themes that we saw there, with, with but more with family. Um, obviously, it got into to love, but it, it specifically was more surrounded or centered on, on family. This one was a, a broader... Uh, light versus dark theme and man i i could go on and on and on so i'm, I'm not going to but uh see see the movie uh, you probably you've probably seen the movie if you're listening to this oh, <laughs> i would right. hope so oh, i would hope so but even if uh that you didn't see the movie and this spoiled it for you go see it it's absolutely worth it i've got uh i've got two extra tickets they've expired now but uh <laughs> they were for today lord and pav <laughs> they were good for today <laughs> feel better guys um, jerks <laughs> rude man just rejection they would not appreciate the themes of this movie so uh, what did you guys think of the visual effects and the scenery overall for this 
the scenery I've got my was, thoughts, but I want to listen to you guys. Oh, I first. thought the scenery was beautiful. Some of the effects were really cool. I don't know. Like when Calvin was falling through the air and the flowers caught him. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also liked how when you saw like the space wrinkling and folding around them, yeah. like in the backyard, I was like, oh, like that's not yes. how I imagined it when I read the book. Same. But that was like really cool to see. That was um, cool. The part at the end where she's like floating through the womb or uterus or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Like yeah. it was kind of weird and trippy, but I was like, OK, I'm feeling it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK. Uh, she finally was able to, to test her without yes. And I thought that the visual, the one that really like I'm going to s- be haunted by it as I fall asleep at night is when she's initially tessering and not doing a good job at it and you just see like her face like ripping oh, through yes. the cloth because that oh. is literally when i read the book that's how i visualized it <gasps> that's so crazy. i was like oh my god ava get out of my head <laughs> um, <laughs> so insane. i mean i thought the scenery was absolutely stunning you know uriel mm-hmm. was amazing of course it's new zealand gotta mm-hmm. get there obviously um, i thought that her transforming into a flatworm was kind of weird that as opposed to like strange. a centaur. Yeah, she was a centaur in the book. Was they this got the, the on lettuce lady. Yes, <laughs> oh, I like that even better. The they lettuce get, lady. They got like kind of weird. I looked at Jamie like they're riding a big piece of salad. Ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, in the book, she transforms into a centaur, and it's like I think she's like a man, right? And they're like, I feel weird calling you Mrs. Watson. Yeah, that would have been funny, right? Oh, yeah. No, but. Oh well. it, but I mean, it was just, beautiful and yeah. majestic, and they climbed on the horse's back and rode. But I mean, was this was like, really cool to see her, like, flying, and her arms going, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> I it wasn't what I was expecting, so I was kind of disappointed in that. But again, visually, it yeah. looked really good. When I saw that in the preview, I didn't know what it was supposed to Me be. Me neither. I was like, ooh, they're going to a planet, and they're going to meet a random creature. <laughs> and I'm like, Is no, this it's actually Mrs. Watson. Yeah. <laughs> no, Aunt Beast doesn't have eyes. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. She's gray and got <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> it was okay. I don't think there was anything that like really made me like cringe CG wise. Yeah, CG there, was pretty good. Yeah, there are a few instances like um, basically right when the kids are abandoned, I guess for be- lack of a better term, by Mrs. Witch and the gang. Uh, with the storm that happened there, I thought like I, this is nitpicky. It just looked a little fuzzy to me. But again, nitpicky overall. I think it was fine. And the background, the the backdrops. I mean, like you said, you can't go wrong in, in New Zealand. Yeah, it's always <laughs> no. another planet down there right? or another world, Middle <laughs> Earth, <laughs> Uriel. No. You know, <laughs> it doesn't. Oh man, you got. I gotta visit that place. Right. Just Same. Beautiful. Let's take a trip, road guys. trip. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> road trip. Say hi to Taika while we're there. Uh, that'll be great. But um, overall, no complaints for me. Color palette was really good too. Oh yeah, uh, it was so beautiful. It was beautiful, but it was not as vibrant as I thought it was going to be, but that's not a criticism. It, that's rather a choice uh, with the production and the artist staff was that it was like, it could have been brighter, but they decided not to make it brighter because there was a contrast in a lot of the things they did and a lot of the scenery. And that was a good choice because if they made it so color intensive, I think it would have taken away mm-hmm. right. from the quality. Um, if you get what I'm saying. So it, th- it was, it was good. Like someone, I feel like, probably was like whoa let's rate it in let's tone down the colors just a little bit and then they found the sweet spot but <laughs> hey it was good uh that's pretty much everything i i wanted to touch on is there anything that comes to mind that we might have missed anything with the story the, the actors actresses um i think we touched on the themes one thing i wanted to mention I, without reading the book or knowing anything about the story i thought uh, Calvin was going to be a bad guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? So here's why. <laughs> here's my theory. No, it, it was short-lived. But when 
they realized when they saw Veronica that she lived next door early in the movie, he when he hesitated and like distanced himself from Meg, I was like, oh my gosh, like they're setting this is part of like the bullying. Like I thought that he was like planted to kind of like just I I don't know. I thought that he was going to be like picking on Meg a little bit there. Uh, obviously the movie went on and this was early, but like in that moment, I was like, you son of a gun, you beautiful bastard. Don't you dare. <laughs> Quaff locks and yeah. beautiful blue eyes. And you're what? They 15? were vibrant. I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> oh, I guess that is weird. You did have very vibrant eyes. He did. At one point I was like, oh my God, your eyes are beautiful. I think they were on the beach or something. Seriously. In, oh, comatose, when they were in that white room. <laughs> when they were in that white room where Maybe Meg uses the glasses to yep. like see like the stairs the and everything. Math. Yeah. She, <laughs> she saw She math. saw the math. That's a nightmare. Oh my math God. glasses. <laughs> I always oh, that, thought that I bothered had me. blue eyes, and then I saw him, and I'm like, "Oh, my eyes are just gray." That's really <laughs> yeah, cool. right. Do you Thanks know? A lot. Some, do Thanks, you know, Levi. Levi. Do you know that blue eyes are not actually blue? <laughs> you know what I mean, Jim. No, for real, they're not. They take on colors. Okay, continue. Yeah. No, I thank you for the science lesson. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about a wrinkle in time, <laughs> which is all about science. It revolves Get with around it. science. <laughs> Okay, Amanda, uh, I will. I don't know. <laughs> Get with it. Get with it. So before I got sidetracked by my own sidetracking, uh, <laughs> anything we missed at all? It's okay if there's an awkward pause here. Uh, we'll make people think that the, the podcast stopped and they have to look at their phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was so good, guys. That was good. great. Good silence, guys. That was good, good job. That was really good. That was hard for us. That was. <laughs> really? Seriously. I um, went as long as I could. One thing. <laughs> There That's was a said? small, <laughs> very, oh my gosh. God, yes. I have to do that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Jamie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> changing the subject. There was a very minor thing that kind of bugged me. When Meg used the glasses, she was supposed to be able to see where her father was and be like able in to- in a tube Yeah, something. and be able to get to him because of those glasses. Did that, but I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Right. When she took them off, she could no longer see anything when she was in the tube with him, but she gave them to the father so that he could get out. And it was like a beautiful, like, sacrifice. And I don't mm-hmm. know. They just, they used the glasses for like a second. She was like, oh, there's stairs. Oh, <laughs> She found him. <laughs> yeah, that part was a little weird, like seeing- the science and the math <laughs> and right. everything um but it was kind of it was cool it was again like, it I like think, blueprints yeah and it's like you know it's a science fiction book and it's just this is the one moment they're choosing to try to focus on science right which i guess i can respect that and i think that's why they implemented the storm too i don't think there there was no storm when they were first no, dropped no, off they, on Kamazats. yeah they literally were just there but it was so that um, Meg could get in the tree and be like and show Listen. off her brainiac because she is very smart like in the books they establish like she she is very smart she just doesn't apply, apply herself um, one thing I thought um, you know and I kind of wrote this in the one article I wrote is that even if you're not like a fan of sci-fi or fantasy like definitely give it a try don't necessarily sit down and read the book though i do encourage you to do that yeah, it's a good um, book it's yeah. a very good book <laughs> it's a very quick read i mean it is a children's book super quick um but the film itself, I mean, there's so many things that people can appreciate. You know, it's a coming-of-age story. It's an adventure story. There's got, you know, scientific theories that have not been proven, obviously, but <laughs> they're trying. You know, it's got these really dark, scary elements. Um, there's a lot of spirituality involved in it. Um, it's very emotional. And I think, you know, if anyone's, uh, you know, going through, like, the loss of a loved one or anything, like, they can even really connect with that, you know, where, yeah. like, Meg has not had her father for four years as a teenager. That's very difficult to not 
not have your dad around. And then for people to be like, well, it's been four years. Get over it. Seriously, you know, her principal on. was a horrible that person. thing with the principal was like the one thing in the movie I was like, really, dude? Yeah. I looked at really? my mom and I was like, would you ever talk to a kid that way? People get told those things, though. I get know. over yeah. it. Move on. And dude. it's like, oh, you have horrible. no idea what she's going through. There's a reason why she's not applying herself. And then those people, like the teachers talking about it, thinking no one would hear them. Yeah. It was horrible. I love, and it's just, I love. It just gives like, kind of like, there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Even if you mm-hmm. think like, oh God, flying lettuce leaves through the air <laughs> and singing flowers. There's like that's just one you know scene. <laughs> No, I actually like that. It's better than my flat worm. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I loved Charles uh, standing up to them and being like, "I can't believe!" Like, shame on you for talking. <laughs> the I, child I, is scolding the adults, dude. and they're like, "You don't talk to a teacher that way." I was like, "Do you know what you just no, said?" You lost yeah. the right to. <laughs> you were, I don't respect you now. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that needs to happen more because he said it in a tasteful way. Yeah, uh, he, he was very respectful. He wasn't Seriously. like scumbag. Like he wasn't calling them names. He was like, "That is shameful," and I, I thought, I think. People need to speak more like that, not just kids. So that Charles good. Wallace is such a good example, except when he turns evil. Yeah, for a don't bit. turn evil. <laughs> don't get possessed. But speak up for what you believe Charles in, Damian what you think is right. What's uh... Charles Damien Wallace, Murray? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like Marie, and I was like, is that just another middle name? Like, I mean, I know it's a common middle name, but damn. Um, all right, I, what? Is that a thing? Like, why was it always Charles Wallace? I wondered that too. It's That's just name. his name in the his book. His name's just Charles. Wallace. It's like how some people are like Michael David, like Mary it's Beth. Just, yeah, it's okay. a first first and middle name. It's just obnoxious. Like when that. I was a kid, I was Jamie Lynn, but now I'm not. I was starting to. <laughs> you definitely are. All right, fine. Jamie Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, do people call Jamie me that? No. Lenders, Jamie Buttons. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for that. You are welcome. That's what I do. Hit the damn there button, Jamie. But one thing I was thinking about that was kind of in the back of my mind early in the movie was um, I could totally write a drinking game for this. Um, (laughs) Anytime they say Charles Wallace, anytime an adult says something inappropriate, like the principal or like them talking, like anytime they meet a new, uh, what I consider like a a magical creature. So like, like Oprah or Reese Witherspoon's characters, like, yeah, there, there could be a pretty good drinking game with this. Anytime they say Tesseract or Tesser. Yeah, tessering. So the first time they said Tesseract, Joe was like, Loki! <laughs> Loki, they're doing a Marvel crossover! It was like, no, no, this was written in 62. Like, she had that the word already. <laughs> yeah. A man uh, can dream, all right? It was funny, though. I'd be fine if I it didn't was, know like, that randomly was, in the background. Like, right? hey! I wanted was, a like, quick stealing it. and walk by. That would have been great. If he could just <laughs> pop can in, I say I'm up all night steal to get Loki. the Tesseract. Uh, I, yeah, they kept saying that, and I kept thinking back, I'm like, Man, I'm so happy Avengers got moved up a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, gotta love it, gotta love it. I think uh, I think that's everything. I had another s- terrible, awful uh, tangent to get distracted by, but it's gone, so we're gonna let it float away. Um, just oh, like the lettuce lady, just like just her. like the lettuce. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kept feeling dumb the whole time because the kids were so damn smart. And I'm Seriously, like, I'm not uh, what. What means science? We're I, all Calvin. <laughs> we are all Calvin. Where we're like, wow, I wow, <laughs> you know, wow. <laughs> we're, wait, we're always. We don't have that nice hair. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I can't wow. stare at someone and make them think like I'm off on a sunset beach somewhere like Calvin can. But like, damn, Joe's <laughs> got a man crush on this. No, he does. Yes. There's two ways that kid's gonna turn out in Hollywood. He's either gonna continue on and just be like a stud, or he's gonna take an awful turn and will be like, damn, what happened, man? Like you. Just like Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> exactly. 
He was a cute he kid. Took a no, turn. He's just he took a, a turn. He took a turn. Have you seen pictures of him? I don't think he ever was like, I don't know. Adorable like, or No, he was a cute or, kid. He was a cute little kid. Yeah, but I don't know. Like it's. Uh, he's not Levi Miller cute. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no. Guys, get off my back. Jeez. He, I don't think, I think Macaulay, um, I think he looks the same to me like he, he really, just got he elongated does. as he grew <laughs> his the, hair the even problem, he's got like terrible patchy facial hair the thing is he looks like he's still eight he just got tall so <laughs> even though even though he's like oh, he's probably like 20 some late 20s no, he's right? in his easily 30s but okay easily look this up right now I'm look at, so i'm gonna another, bet like another 30 thing i realized one. i might have brought Closest this up without going over okay what 31 I can't spell his name. Okay, you said easily 30. <laughs> so to, you what is your guess before you look it up, Amanda? Um, up. I'm going to say 34. 30, okay, so that's... Uh, What's yours, I guess Joe? it qualifies as easily. Uh, I, I will say 33. Closest without going oh, I hate when people do that. <laughs> oh, rude. No, that's my guess. Hey. That's legitimately... Lindy wants a guess. Okay. Oh, man. So... The first picture that popped up of him was creepy. You guys have seen the Home Alone video that he made like two years ago, yeah, right? that was funny and scary. If you haven't, Amanda, you have to watch it at some point. It's just wonderful. Oh, when he shaves, he looks nice and has short hair. He looks fine. nice. Ooh. But if he doesn't... Where, where are we at with Macaulay? Creepy. Got did it? You, what, did, what did you say? She said 31, Jim? right? I said 31. He is solidly 37. Oh. Wow. So Mic drop. He is, Boom. He is easily almost 40. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's just okay, ridiculous. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Sorry, so Macaulay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not the Macaulay hater here. So my last thought on the Home Alone topic before we move on. Um, <laughs> move back. <laughs> he. Okay. So I brought this up on a podcast. I realized who my, my doppelganger is and who I'm going to play in a movie one day if I somehow become an actor. It is going. It's the old man in Home Alone 1. I am the him. salt guy. Yeah, no, I'm him. So <laughs> my, my beard's a little longer, like it's trimmed right now. But I have that pea coat. Do I you have that. look at people with the crazy eyes, even though you're supposed to be just a normal guy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah. I no. wish you had all seen that just now. That was crazy. He, and I, I said it. I maybe like geeks got game, and Pavlak's like, "Oh my gosh, you're him!" <laughs> I just I went off immediately, and I introduced everybody, and I'm like, "So I realized who I look like," and everyone was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm the old man from Home Alone. So I'm going to play his origin story, basically. That's, uh, it's going to be called okay. Home Alone Zero. <laughs> Jeez. Um, it's like the Lion King one and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, Timon man. and Pumbaa's story. It's going to be a picture of me with a shovel. It's going to be It's not going to be called Home Alone. It's going to be called, like, that kid next door. <laughs> <laughs> like that I, annoying kid next door. <laughs> Where the hell are his parents? <laughs> we haven't figured out the story yet. So what do they call How him? How about why is that kid movie? Home like, Alone? Didn't I don't he have, know. like, a... A uh, nickname for like the, the so and so killer. Don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think they not. just said that they said his name and such said like a, he murdered his family. To be such a good guy though, right? So, I love, like that guy. Yeah. Cool. So uh, anyway, we were talking about a wrinkle in time. <laughs> lots of lots of movies coming up for the Geekiverse next week. Tomb Raider. I can't wait. I'm reviewing that one. The week after that, Pacific Rim Uprising. Jeff Pavlak's reviewing that one. The week after that, Ready Player One, which I love the trailer for that tonight. That was. I love that the Iron favorite. Giant is in it. Yeah. Like, I just want to see it because the Iron Giant is in this movie. I want to say, I mean, there's a lot of video game references too, and I thought there was, um, I thought there was Overwatch in there, which is like crazy, because that's so new and awesome, mm. but hey. Um, so I'm into that. Uh, Seth is going to review that one for us. 
already know it's going to be a 9.5. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's going to be a Geekiverse spoiler cast every week for the next three weeks for wow. those. And as I mentioned in the theater, Tommy Wiseau has his new movie coming out March 30th. You're so, so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. You're like slightly masochistic about this. <laughs> I, I am obsessed with Tommy Wiseau in the room ever since I saw it two months ago. So that is a real thing. Um, lots of podcasts coming up. Uh, also, we've got Avengers at the end of April now. Thank you, Solo, for moving that one up for us. Deadpool and, of course, Solo, a Star Wars story at the end of the month. Gosh. It's a I'm busy time. Broke. <laughs> Sprinkle in there, Nickel City Con, which is double busy for Amanda, and oh E3 mere weeks later for that. Uh, we're going back to Los Angeles, so we've got a lot going on here. One way that you can really support us, which would be really nice if you would, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, you can pledge as little as a dollar a month, and trust me, that helps us out. Uh, there are different perks for different levels, all the way up to $25 if you are some super mega fan that feels super generous. We'd appreciate any sort of patronage, if you will. So that's patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Ladies, what do we got going on at the Geekiverse? What have we recently worked on? What's up in the pipeline for you? Uh, well, I recently wrote an article called uh, The Top Five Characters in a Wrinkle in Time. So we saw most of them. Yeah, right? Most of these characters were in the movie. Four out of five. Not too bad. Um, also, what I will be working on, March 30th, a series of Unfortunate Events Season 2 comes out. I'm so excited. Me too. And actually... Um, I just found out now that a trailer released yesterday for yes. it. Yes, yes, so I watched. I watched it at work. All right, yes. it's I did good. Not get through the first episode. So, oh man, it's so oh. it's so whimsically ridiculous. I love it. It is. I oh, man. was not feeling Neil Patrick Harris. He's not Jim Carrey, but he's I hated good. Jim Carrey. You did? Oh my god! How dare you? Oh, I hated How that movie. Could you? Hated it with every fiber of my being. Oh, wow, Jim Carrey is uh, so funny. No, he I is. don't know. No, no. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Gross. I, I don't speak monkey. Well, anyway, <laughs> watch out for my review of season two. Cool. I. I'm having my very first official ranked article come out tomorrow. Yes. Um, I ranked, which was really hard, the top 10 live action Disney movies. Oh my gosh, that's tough. It was really, really hard. Um, and What are a few movies that are on that list? Ooh. Um, just to spoil a little bit, I've got Enchanted on there. I've Enchanted. got Homeward Bound. Enchanted is so good. Um, I've got... Um, for my husband, I put this on there. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, because it's his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> oh, wow. So I put that on there for him. I'm not going to spoil what number one is, um, but so that'll be fun. Um, and then just in general, Disney stuff is usually my jam. Yeah. So yes, it is. anytime something exciting happens down there, I, I write about Disney World. That is very true. It's very helpful. Um, we've also got the A Wrinkle in Time video review. So probably coming out tomorrow by the time you're listening to this, um, which is basically Amanda's writing the script for it. It's going to be the written review that you'll be able to read at thegeekiverse.com by the time you're listening to this. Uh, for me, there's no shortage of stuff in the pipeline, so I had to narrow it down to just a few things. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi novel just came in the mail for us this week, Ooh. so I'm um, trouncing through that. I'm only 30 pages in. There's a lot a lot of stuff that was not in the movie and oh, it's man. awesome. It was it's called the expanded edition. I love that. Um there's a really really interesting 
what if scenario where Luke decides not to follow Obi Wan in A New Hope, and it tells about what his life on Tatooine would have been like, and it's pretty Insane. damn awesome. It's awesome. I'm reading this when you're done. I don't <laughs> like that. Makes me uncomfortable. So <laughs> it, you probably saw on social media in this dream scenario. It's not spoilery because it's like five pages. Luke's married. He took over the farm for Uncle and Aunt Peru. They were not fried oh. because <laughs> they didn't no have the droids. Uh, they eventually had. It's not clear if it's C three C three PO and R two D two, but they had droids that the Empire wanted. Now I say it's not clear. For a reason that I consider spoilery, so I'll <laughs> I'm dancing around it. But um, Luke like sits there and questions. He's old at this point because they say he's he's got a beard, his hair is gray, and he's like pondering what should have happened. Like, should he have followed Obi Wan? And he always wonders in his mind who that that princess was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, no! <laughs> it's so the good. Life. Spoiler alert! It was your sister. <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's so crazy. Life is not necessarily better, but it's richer. He this took way. the safe route, and he keeps. He wakes up basically and says, "Like, should we have done something?" And they say Ugh. the galaxy's at peace. But when they say peace, there's no conflict because the empire's blown up Ugh. everything that dumb fought up against because that. the Death Star lived basically. So I think I think that's so awesome. Anyway, I'm gonna have a lot to say about that book as soon as I get through it. Every Monday on YouTube.com/slash/TheGeekiverse, I've got a new one to two minute video called Geek Bits. It's a fun fact, usually about Star Wars, but the last few weeks we've talked about Coco and Dishonored. It's just geeky fun facts that you may not have known about your favorite property. Um, the last bit I want to talk about, we're doing a, a mini giveaway. Uh, it's probably going to start this upcoming Monday. Uh, we're giving away a copy of Logan digitally, the, the movie that came out last March. Wonderful movie. It was one of our uh, top ten movies of the year at thegeekiverse.com. Starring the wonderful Hugh Ekman. Mm-hmm. Hugh wonderful. Ekman. He is wonderful. She's, he's, a good, he's a good actor. So, uh, you can go to facebook.com slash thegeekiverse to learn more about that giveaway coming up. Find us on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, as we mentioned. And for your podcast needs, you can get them on iTunes or SoundCloud or directly through our website. So, for Amanda, for Jamie... I'm Josiah. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week for Tomb Raider.